Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 22, verses 39 through 46. This is where Jesus prays on the Mount of Olives in the Garden of Gethsemane. This text is paralleled in Matthew 26, 36 through 46. We did a devotion on that text in episode 576. It's also paralleled in Mark 14, but we did not do a devotion on that because the parallel in Matthew is so similar. So I'm going to read through this text, and then I'm going to get pretty academic for a couple minutes, and then I'm going to make a couple applications and we'll be done. So hang with me through this. I think it's going to be beneficial. Let's jump into verse 39. And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. So he's coming out of where they had the Lord's Supper, and he's heading back toward the Mount of Olives, where he stayed each night, and that's also where the Garden of Gethsemane is. Verse 40. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will will, but yours be done. Of course, he's referring to the arrest and beating and crucifixion and separation from God that he's about to endure. He'd rather not go through with it. If there's another way to do this, Father, let's do it another way. But if there's not, then your will be done. Verse 43, and there appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down to the ground. I'm going to come back to verses 43 and 44 in a second. Verse 45, and when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow, and said to them, Why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. So again, you can get some more insights on this in episode 576, the Matthew parallel. But let's go back to verse 43 and 44 a second. The verses that cite an angel coming to strengthen him and his sweat becoming drops of blood. My footnote says that some manuscripts omit verses 43 and 44. You remember we ran into this in the long ending of Mark. We're going to run into it again in John 8. By the way, if you want to hear a discussion from Pastor Bob Erickson and I on the long ending of Mark, which we both believe should not be preached on or thought of as part of the original narrative, you can go back to episode 658, which covers Mark 16, 9 through 20. So I did a little research on these verses, Luke 22, 43 and 44. I found a website called evidenceforchristianity.org in an article written by John Oakes, which I will link in the show notes of this devotion. In the article, he points out several texts like this in the New Testament three of which I've already mentioned, where there's some question as to whether they were in the original manuscript or if they're reliable. I'm going to read a couple paragraphs from this article, and then you can look into this further if you'd like. He writes, you can see that most Greek manuscripts in the New Testament include Luke 22, 43, and 44, but the earliest and those generally considered to be most authoritative do not. By the way, it is possible that Luke 22, 43, and 44 was in the original. In fact, church fathers such as Hippolytus, Justin Martyr, and Irenaeus all from the second century, quote this passage, and these quotes are older than any of the manuscripts above. It is perhaps as likely that someone later removed the passage as too difficult to accept, as it is also likely that someone included it in order to support the humanity of Jesus. I would say it is perhaps 50-50. My conclusion, based on the writings of Arrhenius, Justin, and Hippolytus, is that this is a genuine story from the accepted oral tradition about Jesus. I believe that it almost certainly actually happened, but that it may or may not have been in the original 
Luke. In other words, like John 8, 1 through 11, I would not hesitate to use it in a sermon, but I would be cautious in basing an essential teaching of Christianity on these passages. In fact, no essential teaching of Christianity rises or falls on John 8, 1 through 11, or Luke 22, 43, and 44. By the way, I definitely would not use 1 John 5, 7, and 8, Acts 8, 37, or John 4 in any teaching or preaching. The fact is that the New Testament was passed on by scribes and that a number of extremely minor issues was created by copying errors, most of which are very easily corrected. However, there is a much smaller number of significant issues that were created by scribes, but virtually the entire list of such texts is mentioned above. None of these disputed texts do anything at all to the essential facts or teaching about Jesus of Nazareth. The reason we have these disputes is that we literally have thousands of Greek manuscripts. The information is so large, including the quotes of early Christian writers, that we can with confidence produce a Greek New Testament, which is a more than 99.5% accurate version of the autographs, the original writings. So if you want to get into that more, I'm going to link this article in the show notes. But before I sign off, I want to make two quick applications from this text that are not so academic. First of all, Jesus implores his disciples twice to pray that they will not fall into temptation. And that recalls to mind also the Lord's Prayer where Jesus says we should pray, lead me not into temptation. So here are multiple instances in scripture where Jesus is imploring us to pray not to be led into temptation. And I just wonder if you're like me and don't pray that prayer very often. And if you are, I'm convicted and maybe you should be convicted that we ought to pray more often that we're not led into temptation. I don't know exactly how that all works. I don't know what that prayer does to keep me from temptation. I don't know how the Lord uses it to change my mind about sin. But Jesus tells his disciples and he tells us through the Lord's prayer to do it. And so we ought to do it. Just a friendly reminder. Number two, and I mentioned this in the parallel devotion from Matthew, but it's worth saying again. If Jesus is willing to submit to his father's will in what is going to end up being the single most difficult thing that any human has ever experienced on this earth, let me clarify that. The death of Jesus on the cross is without question the most difficult thing that any human has had to experience. Not just the physical torment, which is horrific and brutal beyond measure, but on top of that, the spiritual torment, the wrath of God being poured out on him, the separation between him and his father that had been in existence from forever previous to that. This is without question the hardest thing that any human has ever had to face, and Jesus is willing to go along with his father's will in light of that. Conversely, we have a tendency to get wigged out about pretty silly stuff. Parents whose kids don't get the playing time that they should on the volleyball team. People who get mistreated at the workplace in some way that might be legitimate or might be small. Even when tragedy strikes and horrific things happen in our lives. Through all our bad days and bad experiences, we can draw some inspiration and some encouragement from the fact that Jesus, granted, he is God in human form, but he's willing to go through with whatever his father wills, no matter how badly he doesn't want to go through with it. We also, who trust Jesus Christ and are filled with the Spirit of God in his strength, should be inspired to endure the hardships that come our way, for they're just fleeting. It's not going to last forever. One day we'll get to the place that does last forever where there's no weeping, no hardship, no pain. And Jesus' example in the garden should give us hope and endurance until that day comes. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you more next time. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, perfectly consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find Find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 
Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.